Around Comics, Episode 73. This is Around Comics, presented by Borders. Your heart pounds, your palms sweat, the tension is nearly unbearable. And then you spot it, the graphic novel you've been searching for everywhere, right here in your local Borders. Borders is your source for the best original graphic novels, manga, deluxe hardcovers, and trade paperback collections. Not only will you find exactly what you are looking for, you'll discover unexpected new authors and series. While you're at Borders, don't forget to check out their huge selection of music, movies, and magazines. Borders isn't just a bookstore, it has everything you need for your comics culture lifestyle. Now you can save on your favorite graphic novels, manga, and more. Google Borders for a valuable coupon, and always remember to check Borders first. To find a store near you, go to www.borderstores.com. Coupon. 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 My wife would slap me if I said coupon. Coupon. Literally, she slapped me. She I would say slap me in the She slapped you for a, a lot of things. A voucher. No. A voucher, a voucher. I believe I have a voucher. voucher. All right, welcome aboard, everyone. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman. Let me introduce you to the rest of today's panel. First, my two co-hosts, Mr. Brian Salazar. Yes. And Mr. Tom Caters. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> and uh, it's it's Monday, and that means that we have our Around Comics Monday regular. You had to rustle up John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't know where else I would be on a you, you you know him as Monday the host of Word Balloon. He is, of course, Mr. John Suntress. Hello. He took the Suntress copter in. <laughs> I've got chocolate chips in the back seat of the Suntress copter. <laughs> and it's everywhere. Amazingly Listen enough. for Thursday for why that's funny. Yes. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, it's good to, have, good to have everyone here. I uh, want to let everyone know about Around Comics at the New York Comic Con. As you know, the con is just around the corner. It's going to be on February 23rd through the 25th Woo-hoo. at the... Jacob K. Javits Center. Yeah. K stands for comics. You got it. We're <laughs> caters. We, we will be <laughs> at booth A152 <laughs> in the Podcasters Arena. That's going to be Cannon. located between Artist Alley and the main autograph area on the Galleria level of the Convention Center. At the convention, we are partnering with the Hero Initiative. Dun, dun, dun. If you don't know who they are, you certainly should. The Hero Initiative creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who may need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into pain work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people <laughs> that have given us so much enjoyment. Yesterday's creators are today's... Tomorrow. What? Wait, what? I don't know. Isn't that the name of a Star Trek episode? For more information. Oh, it was yesterday. <laughs> for more information, please go to www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. They are great people doing great work. Here, here. We're going to be taking donations for them all weekend long at our table, and we have a few people that have agreed to help us out. If you drop by our table, you'll have a chance to meet such people as... Uh, 
uh, team from Athena Voltaire, Mr. Steve Bryant, and his colors, Mr. Jason Molay, the author of The Other Side and the fantastic uh, series Scalped, Jason Aaron, the artist of The Other Side, Cameron Stewart, a man that went all the way to Vietnam for research. Yeah. True story. Listen to the interview. He, uh, he time traveled <laughs> back to Vietnam and fought in the Vietnam War. Back to the shit. <laughs> the artist of the all new Adam <laughs> and our buddy Mr. Mike Norton will be there. Legendary <laughs> creator Gene Colon. So I'm I'm What's so that? looking forward to meeting Gene in person. And by special arrangement from Vanguard Productions, Carmine. legend Carmine Infantino, Yay. one of the creators of the Silver Age. And yeah, you I can would say see, you can come watch me. I'll I'll, I'll be standing nearby, <laughs> clutching one of my uh, hundred pagers, one of my flash hundred pagers. <laughs> Mr. Like, Infantino, Tom will be wearing a Deer Star Hood cap to uh, depict a detective. <laughs> Chimp. Detective. While uh, while Carmine will be uh, signing. Uh, Carmine, can you sign this? <laughs> I created with, you, uh, didn't I? What's with that guy, the skinny guy? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, in addition to the signings, we're going to have a lot of original artwork, uh, sketches, signed memorabilia, and uh, and such. For uh, We'll be taking donations uh, for those. And uh, some of the folks that have donated so kindly, uh, Steve Rude, Mike Norton, Tim Seeley, Scotty Young, Steve Bryant, Greg Titus, and we're getting more all the time. Chris and I were uh, at uh, one of the drinking draws at uh, Andersonville. Uh, in, that's a Chicago neighborhood uh, bar. And uh, I'm doing it for a purpose, Mark, because uh, Chris was smart <laughs> enough reason. to suggest that the guys get together, all these cartoonists yeah, in every Chicago, week. they get together every week and they just hang out and they just draw just to kind of hang out because they're always stuck in their studio all week. And Tim Seeley's the guy who started it. And it Was, was, it, a, was it Tim or was it Scotty? Maybe it was Scotty. I think it's Scotty. All right, fine. Yeah. Sorry, Scotty. But anyway, the, uh, Tim or Chris was smart to say, hey, man, you guys are always cranking out drawings, and they literally do. You know, maybe you can do it for Hero Initiative. And I was there unbelievable stuff. You'll see it on the website. Yeah, you correct? can go to, go to our, yeah, uh, our New York Comic Con page. Great, Mike Norton has great a great stuff. thing on there. That's yeah. great. Actually, uh, Mike did wild a, a Wildcat. Really cool. Oh, yeah, that is really His Superman good. is His Superman is really nice. His Adam is outstanding. And I tell you what, a, a guy that you may not have heard about unless you uh, read the Super Scroll miniseries. Part of Annihilation for Marvel. Greg Titus oh, yeah. did a Super yeah. Scroll sketch that was outstanding. Unbelievable. Outstanding. No, it's so, so come to New York. Gorgeous mm-hmm. stuff, guys. It's there for you if you Fun put in stuff. a donation. Yeah, right donation. give a donation. Oh. And also, we're going to have uh, more announcements of, of some other creators. Oh, we got some big names. We got some big, big names, names that we're working on. So hopefully soon we'll be able to announce we that. We just need and, the uh, word go, so... Tune in next week. Could so, be fun. Yep, next Monday's episode we'll be able to uh, let everyone know about we that. We will but, tell uh, you what you are going to do when you are in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Tom will. He'll be at the door. Uh, uh, real quick, before we get on to the news, want to let everyone know about uh, Around Comics uh, being recorded at Dark Tower. It is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock here. Whether they uh, like it or not. <laughs> it's located at 4835 <laughs> Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. While you're here, ask about their Polis membership. It's a great fantastic. one. It's fantastic. I use it every week. Uh, Dark Tower has a fantastic selection of comics, mainstream, independent, uh, etc. Uh, wonderful trade paperback. Uh, Lots books. Of books. <laughs> Lots of I'm butchering this spot. Sorry, Mark. Pages. Come into Dark Tower. It's awesome. No one loves it. Covers. <laughs> Mark needs your love. Great selection. Unbelievable selection. Yeah, it's, Truly. it's, it's a good shop. All right, guys. Um, that's all of our beginning announcements. Let's uh, move on to the news. It is time for Wire to Wire Comic Book News. Wire to Wire Comic Book News. 
All right, guys, uh, from the top here, there's been some shakeups in some of the movie offerings from DC. First of all, Josh Whedon announced that uh, he is leaving Wonder Woman. And uh, to top that off... Did you say Joss or Josh? Joss. Okay, I just want to make Joss. 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 Sorry, I heard Josh. I'm sorry. Joss. the name police? I got filtered. Yeah, I can't What'd you it. say? Yeah, I'm, I'm a name cop. I'm sorry, man. All right. Pull see, over. Keep an eye on Suntress today. Frisk We're going to call him out. Frisk him. Uh, <laughs> Nothing like getting frisked by John Suntress and those you had an ancient meat hooks asshole. of his. Uh, David Goyer <laughs> announced that he was going to be working on the Flash movie. And then, right after that, it was announced that Sean Levy was replacing him. So all no, no, sorts yeah, of... No, 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 yeah. Wait, that, no. Years ago, it was announced that David Guerra was working on Flash. Yeah. It has been announced this week that he is off Flash. It yes. sounded, now, that sounds like you said he was on the Flash movie this week, and now he's all of a sudden he's off. That's, what? Oh, okay. Gonna, so I am going to copy the, on the, Okay, well, the, new, <laughs> the, the press release was worded very, very okay. odd. There's a lot of different moving around <laughs> wow. movies, right? John, damn you! I'm sorry, buddy. God, that's I'm, it's John's show now. Hey, oh, Batman no, Begins that, came back. out a year ago. No, no, I'll be over here talking no, to Mark. You're right. It was disappointing because <laughs> yeah. uh, I think things were on track with certainly with the Flash movie. And Cater's yeah. being a Flash fan, you could appreciate that. I like David Goyer. I thought he was going to do a good story, and now yeah. I'm just kind of like oh. there were rumors that Ryan Reynolds might be involved. Uh, and he said that now he's not so sure because uh, they may go. Ryan in a Reynolds direction. would make a fan. Fantastic Wally West. I like agree. he would be, but he doesn't want to play Barry. Well, he just doesn't think he's right for right. Barry because maybe Barry's a little bit older than yeah. Ryan, which I suppose is probably. I'd like he to would see make him a really as, good as Wally West. Wally, that would be fun. Absolutely. Well, and, and it's just because there's a change and now Sean Levy's in it doesn't mean that Wally is right. going to still be the guy. And it sounds like with Sean Levy, who you guys know, of course, did Night at the Museum, which is a mm-hmm. huge seller, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons why Warner is leaning towards Sean. But uh, so I what think was, what the fear was, is that maybe it'll be a funnier movie rather than the serious movie that maybe Goyer was trying to do. It was a little darker. Yeah. The Goyer was admittedly a darker Flash story. What um what was the deal with Whedon? I, I had heard something about how he had a bit of a I uh, think it was I think falling it was, out or not a fall, but just disagreements. Yeah, yeah, I think he I think he and it was the same thing with Goyer on the Flash. It was they had a vision for what the movie should be, and the studio had a different vision. And I think these guys, especially you know a guy like Whedon, he's like you know if you're not going to do my movie, that's fine. You know, go do yeah. your movie. That's cool. Well, and it sounded too like uh, with the in the case of Wonder Woman that Whedon was going to try and do a fish out of water story where Wonder Woman really was going to be this kind of stranger in a strange land and right. everything and, and maybe that was something that Joel Silver and the producers don't want to do um, reading between the know. lines I'm thinking Wonder Woman's gonna suck but that's well, just me yeah you never know yeah. you never know I mean well, it's I still it's still in the pre-production stage so who the hell a, knows there has been a lot of concern I know I see people throwing around the stuff with Goyer's Flash maybe being too complicated for the average fan to walk into and get because he wanted to do something that Sort of included the idea of the legacy of the Flash by having they Barry were very and Wally. Confu- yeah. They were worried that fans wouldn't get that to have two guys. Yeah, as and the, be like, and in I fairness, it from someone if, else. Yeah. If you guys remember, 15 years ago, there was talk of James Cameron doing a Spider-Man movie, and everyone was disappointed when that didn't happen. We still got a great movie out of it. So. <laughs> Ruth. 
Rude Dude Productions has officially launched. Uh, Steve Rude announced that his new company website, Rude Dude Productions, officially launched their new website, www.rudedudeproductions.com. Rude also announced that the top 1,000 retail orders of the free Comic Book Day Nexus issue will receive a free 18 by 25 poster advertising free Comic Book Day. The top 10 retail orders will receive a care package from Rude Dude's crew, including a batch of Gino's famous homemade cookies. Mmm, oh. tasty. I hope the pudding <laughs> packages doesn't look like uh, He's famous. What are you like talking mines. about? Oh. And uh, speaking of uh, Steve Rude, Rude Dude Productions, and Free Comic Book Day, I, I think we're going to have a, a stack of... Uh, Free comic book day postcards at the uh, at the New York Comic Con from the dude from himself. The dude from himself. the dude abides. Mm-hmm. You guys, so, uh, so May fifth. Uh, I, I guess probably the best thing is All to go into your local comic shop. And we talked about this last week about the free comic book day offerings. Take a look at that list. Find out what you want. Go into your local comic shop and say, Hey, I know that you're doing your orders for free comic book day. These are the ones that that yeah. I would be interested in. And tell you tell your shops what free comic books you would like. So because it costs them money and they're not going to order everything. They're not because order it does everything. cost so much money. Yes, and definitely ask for Nexus. <laughs> Devils do reveals Hackslash versus Chucky. On the heels of Devil, Devil's Due Publishing's recently announced publishing agreement with Universal Studios Consumer Products Group to bring horror icon Chucky back to the world of comics, the proud company unveils Hackslash vs. Chucky, pitting the tiny menace against DDP's own horror franchise stars, Casey Hack and Vlad, in a terror- terrifying new crossover. Available this March, Hackslash vs. Chucky, written by Tim Seeley, with interior art by Matt Maroff and cover art by Tone Rodriguez and Chris Moreno, which is great, promises 48 lethal pages, each priced at 550 Jesus, each one of the 48 each pages page? is priced at 5 <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much that actually. <laughs> that's expensive. Dude, the, that's uh, <laughs> I saw Chris in Orlando at the FX Con, and he showed me his cover, and it, it's it's outstanding. And, and Did it rock your ass off, John? Yeah, yeah Chris, is, Chris is perfect for something like this, because mm-hmm. he's, he's a horror fan, he's a schlock horror fan, and he loves, he loves Hack Slash, he loves Chucky, and he he did it well, and Tone is a wonderful artist as I'm well. Just, and I'm, I'm just so glad that, that there are more horror books on the stands. I love horror comics. Sure. And, and, uh, well, and Hack Slash is such a great book. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I, it's just knowing Tim and everything, it's it's really cool that he came up with such a great, simple idea sure. that has really caught on. And not only his fancy comics, but also the horror fans love it as well. Mm-hmm. And, so. uh, and I know a lot of folks out there, there was even a, a thread about this on Comic Block this week. A lot of folks haven't had the chance to check out Hackslash. A lot of comic shops don't carry it. But if you go to pullboxonline.com, you can get yep. every issue for a buck. Yeah. And, wow. and it's it's totally worth it. It's a great series. Uh, there's also a ni- uh, neat little contest going on at uh, at DDP at their uh, their MySpace page, which is uh, myspace.com slash hack underscore slash and uh they <laughs> s-l-a-s-h uh, 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 hack uh, it's a it's an insult <laughs> contest and it's a, a contest to fire insults back and forth between chucky and uh, uh and cassie so have fun with that Post 
cards has been acquired by Random House. Villard Books, an imprint of Random House Inc., announced that the announced their acquisition of postcards. Isn't that Villard? Is it Villard? Well, I was thinking Villard. Like Dillard. Yeah, Villard, Villard books. Know. Okay, but they've Villard. acquired posts. Sounds a lot. <laughs> okay, Villard. You books. between between you and Suntress today, you get out. Well, I just want to get, <laughs> get it right, out. man. Get out, man. Wait, hey, um, it's in the air. They have acquired postcards, true stories that never happened, a graphic novel that assembled, never happened. As, assembled by Jason Rodriguez. Uh, postcards feature stories from several top comics creators, including Harvey Picar, Joshua Hale. Fialkov. Fialkov. Phil Hester, Stuart Moore, and Wait, Anthony Philip Johnson. Philip Hester. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It said that they have Philip Hester. It's like I've never seen Phil called Philip. When he's doing his prose work. You know, a- Andy, Parks, Andy Parks told us about this months yeah, and months yeah, and months and ago. We talked to Andy. Josh has been keeping me up to date on this we, as well. They, uh, it's a really No, they've just been working idea. on it a long time, and you know, it's finally finding a... And it's, home. it's neat that Random House is kind of <clears throat> very quietly getting involved with comics because yeah. they're also uh, packaging the uh, collected yeah. version of Elk's Run for Josh. Like ninjas. And, uh, yes, nin- they are. They're, they're like a stealthy They're publisher. like the ninjas of publishers. <laughs> they really are. No, and I'm, I'm really happy. I can't happy. wait to read Elk's Run. Uh, well, that was, that's what I was going to say. I'm really happy for Josh because... Um, Why he, haven't he, you read it? He, he it deserves, has been completed. Yeah, exactly. It was we've a been, speakeasy we're stand, Yeah, we were standing on the issue four for months. We haven't mentioned spe- so, speakeasy in months. I know. It's such an original story, and I really do love it, and it's so beautifully drawn as well. Very cool, and I'm glad to see you again. More proud Projects from Random House coming out yeah. in a comic. The game. whole concept between postcards sounds so interesting. Uh, basically, a uh, guy shopped uh, flea markets for postcards and realized that all these postcards were stories that had started and don't have an end. Have and you guys? Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the uh, Trechenberg family band? Uh, it's this. This reminded me of this band, and I wanted to mention this because they go to estate sales and they buy slides and postcards from families, mm-hmm. and they write songs about them, and they perform concerts where they show the slides and the songs match them. Oops. Oh, so cool. if you like that idea, I just wanted to throw that out because that right. just completely kind reminded of me of doing that. Yeah. Michael Golden is heating up the New York Comic Con may be taking place during one of the coldest months of the year, but you couldn't tell it by the heat generated from Michael Golden's exclusive Vampirilla poster at the New York Comic Con. Uh, NYCC <laughs> selected this red-hot piece from Golden's portfolio to be uh, an official herald of the convention taking place at the end of February. What's Post- the official mod of the convention, uh, Caters? The official what? Mod. Herald and mod. Oh. Thank you. The poster itself Ooh. is uh, gracing comic shops and retail outlets around the city. Assuming that folks at stores didn't decide uh, to take the vampy home in Instead, uh, never fear. You can get your chance to see it around town. Blah blah. blah. Okay, Mike, we all. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say, I, th- I thought you weren't reading these like verbatim anymore. Man. I gotta be. I gotta. I gotta bust you on that. No, it's. Yeah, I'm just saying. I didn't read the whole postcards thing. <laughs> Only because Tom stopped Golden, you. Stopped Golden had that at Orlando at the FX Con. It's hot. Oh well, great, shouldn't we all have great. been at the fucking? Well, I'm, I'm FX saying Con. I saw. Well, but I'm saying oh. I'm, I'm I'm providing. John, is it oh, red hot? I'm providing like. Uh, was know, it red hot? It was red hot. Warm? No, she looked good. Gee, who can't draw a hot vampy? Michael Golden Me. can draw a hot vampy. Oh. It's uh, it's very cute. 
Yeah, we uh, there'll be uh there'll be seventy five seventy five a day will be uh, available in uh, Artist Alley. Signed, Signed in, in Robert. Robert. by mm-hmm. Michael Golden. Hey. Mike's got a lot of stuff coming up. And right now, we'll have awesome. three of them signed and numbered by me. He has no. uh, he has a lot of projects coming up. <laughs> what is my fit? Not so. Uh, yeah, all of a sudden he's getting back fit. into exactly. Where's he been hiding? I don't know what he was doing. Honestly, I mean, I just focused on what's coming up. We're gonna I'm gonna Michael get him on Word Balloon in, uh, in a month or Where two, and we're mm-hmm. setting something. Why up I know just a fantastic comic artist, but I always think of him as being one of the best cover artists oh, no in question. comics history. No question, he's outstanding. You can really so. rub one out to Vampirella. Hey, dude. Caliber Comics is back online, or online for the first time. Uh, the independent publisher from, from the 90s is making its way uh, back to the internet, or to the internet, at drivethroughcomics.com. You can now download PDFs of uh, old Caliber Comic books, including uh, stuff owned by Gary Reed. Uh, series include Dead World, Realm, Oz, Helsing, Seeker, Worlds of H.P. Lovecraft, and many of the Tome Press titles. So, some caliber stuff coming yeah, on. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's neat. You know, it's, yeah. but the combination of this and the stuff that Desperado is bringing back that used to be caliber stuff. I was just telling uh, Mark, the owner of Dark Towers, that uh, man, if I if my local stores had carried those caliber books, I swear I would have bought bought them all. Gary's a great writer. He really is, and he was running caliber <laughs> back in the day. And Caliber is the place where Phil Hester, Ed Brubaker, Don Kramer, Bendis, yeah, all, those, all guys. those guys really got their start there. They they had the uh, licenses for things like The Crow, and I'm trying to remember some of the other license books that they had. But really, that's where uh, Jinx and Goldfish yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, and that stuff like first got printed. So uh, I, I think it's really cool. And again, Gary is a great, great writer, so I would seek these things out. So I think they're going to have some 400-odd titles uh, available can, here this year. You so. can really rub so one out to Caliber Comics. And <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's interesting Sorry. that they're choosing, no, they're the, choosing the PDF uh, format versus the CBC CBR. and CBR yeah. uh, formats that some of the other digital comic books are choosing. A lot of people aren't liking that. So, yeah, I've kind of seen a negative yeah. vibe I don't, I don't, that. I don't want PDF comics. No, you know, nah, I've I got a few like that, and I... I didn't have a problem. You can uh, read them with sorry. with most other acrobatic readers. Yeah. Well, you can read them with CBR readers. That's too. true too. Okay. It, okay. Well, some. I mean, some. It, it, the only thing that um, <coughs> the only thing I don't like about the PDF ones necessarily to the CBs, uh, CBR, CBZ is that uh, if you get a bunch of them, it becomes a little ungangly to keep track. Like if you have yeah. file size, it becomes a little. Well, just full. You have to keep everything in a folder where instead of just having a zip file of it, which is pretty much what a CBR, CBZ is. But, like, having one isn't a big deal, but if you all of a sudden have, like, 20 folders with individual PDF pages, then it can get a little hard really. to manage. Right. But Well, check out drivethroughcomics.com anyway. Uh, next story. <laughs> Do it anyway. Dude, don't listen to Tom. Uh, Ed Brubaker was uh, in an interview on LiveWireWorld.net, and he happened to talk about uh, Salvador LaRocca, We'll be penciling uh, Uncanny X-Men in an upcoming story arc featuring the Morlocks. Ooh, I love the Morlocks. Uh, Ed said... Good uh, Morlock stories. For me to evaluate if I wanted to do this job for more than one storyline, I felt the way to do that. With Civil War coming up and everything, I wanted to do something that could at least feel like it was self-contained within what I was doing. For a writer, he doesn't do interviews. Uh, And now that I figured it out, I'm doing the next storyline after that with Salvador La Roca doing the art. So that'll be interesting change on uh, on Uncanny. Who's who's currently doing it? Billy Tan. Oh, that's right, Billy Tan. Thank you. Uh, I like the Morlocks. 
Like yeah, them. Morlocks are cool. I like them in like, uh, the Rod uh, Taylor Steiger? type. Yeah, oh. no, actually, Rod Taylor, the, the Time Machine movie back in oh, the early 60s. Uh, are those Morlocks? I like Caliban. Well, that was, uh, Where is Caliban uh, these days? So, Sable and Garza on Supergirl <clears throat> with the May issue number 16 of DC Supergirl. Mark Sable will be joining current writer Joe Kelly as co writer on the series. And Ali Garza will be taking over the art chores. Uh, Garza most recently drew Supergirl in the recent DCU Christmas special. Man, that's like a jinx book. I kind of feel bad for Joe no, Kelly. There's really always there's an announcement like every four weeks yeah. about something going on with Supergirl. Like they keep fucking with it. They haven't been able to. Does anybody read it? Supergirl's this book yeah, that started actually, off. Yeah. And I was talking to Chris about this. Superman, Batman started off with this great storyline about Supergirl. Jeff Lowe and they've it. never been able to capitalize on because starting all the way back from issue six or seven it's always been delayed well i don't say it's only been delayed the creators have they changed, keep changed well it's creators. exactly yeah. i mean unfortunately jeff Loeb, because of his, yeah. his family issues uh you know decided he didn't want to work in comics for a while and he had you know yeah. so he dropped out rucka came in realized how much work he had and said that's too goddamn much so he couldn't stay on the book and it's just been this hot they potato haven't been able and, to get a good Cancel it. Yeah, and I think yeah. you know I think Bruce Jones was kind of handed the same deal in Nightwing in a smaller way, and I think Joe Kelly's been doing a lot of cleanup as well. So I think he's it's the janitor. It's it's tough, and I think Joe Kelly's a good writer. Yeah. I think he's a good Superman. I love this Superman Batman annual, and I, I feel kind of bad because I think Excellent. Supergirl, while it should be a better book than it is, has been put off to the side for a while. Quite literally, because it's always behind. It's always behind yeah. the, the storyline. Well, and then uh, yeah, because another thing too is it's the art that's been you know the issue as well. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's this Jinx book. So what are you guys people. doing on Valentine's Day? Well, if you're not doing anything, you can always go by the Alter Ego or the Tomorrow's <laughs> uh, Tomorrow's website and get a free copy of Alter Ego's number sixty-four on. Uh, February 14th, starting segues. at 10 a.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard. Yeah, but I don't try and make them. Um, five, the first 500 people to log into www.tomorrows.com, that's T-W-O-M-O-R-R-O-W-S.com, uh, can click on the link for Alter Egos number 64, place in the shopping cart, check out, and it will be mailed to them at no cost. I believe that's the issue, the current issue with Nick Carty. The faucet. Yes. It's also got the, the faucet, faucet stuff. Faucet stuff, yeah. Every issue has faucet So go buy that issue of Alter Ego and get the free one for a friend. And now Caters and I will recreate a great tomorrow's interview. Hey, Nick Carty, uh, I enjoyed your work on uh, Aquaman 416. Uh, what was it like working with uh, Jim Apero? I don't remember. <laughs> really? It was an issue uh, that uh, you guys did, and it was uh, really exciting. It featured Black Manta. It was one of my favorites. I don't know. <laughs> it's the most literal translation of interviews you've ever read. I love, don't get me wrong. I love Alter Ego. It's a, a, Roy Thomas does a tremendous job on the magazine, and George Corey is one of their best uh, writers on, on the book, among the others. It's just sometimes those transcriptions are a little too Literate. Nick Cardi, mm. did you ever do a Superman cover? I'm not no. sure. <laughs> I knew that, but I wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> uh, 
Alright guys, next story. Uh, Want to let you know an exhibition of original Love and Rockets artwork opened up this past Saturday at the Fanographics Bookstore and Gallery located at 1201 South Vale Street in the heart of Seattle's lively Georgetown district. That's a fun part of Seattle. You got it. 25 Years of Love and Rockets by Gilbert and Jimmy Hernandez is running through March 7th. So if you're in the Seattle area, definitely check that out. Sounds I'm cool. going to Seattle for a vacation uh, later in the year, so I'm probably going to go. But it's going to awesome. be after March 7th, so... I heard that... Uh, no, it's actually... Doesn't Gilbert oh, have some new collection coming out? Yes, he um, He has a new trade coming out. That, all right, maybe that's uh, what new, I heard. It's a, a new original, or an OGN? OGN, yeah, yeah it's yeah. an original graphic. What she did, uh, what, Sloth last year? He did Sloth yeah. last year from... <laughs> is that Image? I thought it was Vertigo. Yeah, Vertigo. It right. was Vertigo. Yeah. And it was is, Vertigo. This is coming out... I'm not even sure who it's coming out by. I just read a story on it not no. too long ago. But yeah, he's got something new coming out. No, that's so. really cool. And uh, the Palomar and Logos hardcovers have been out for a little while now. So, and those are great deals to get. I, I mean, I got both of them for Christmas, and I still have Chris's copy. Yeah, I was going to say, where, where's, where's my whole Which I'm just bitch? using as a doorstop. <laughs> How messed up mine. is it, man? 25 years ago. Jesus Christ. I mean, I remember when this shit was, like, brand new. For me, it feels like it's always been there. Yeah, yeah well, I, you know, it's... I'm 33, so... God... You know, so so much established that, of course, uh, a, a fine alt band in the early '90s took their name from yeah, the uh, comic book. Yes, a great band. I'm alive. I'm alive. Oh, oh, Lord, I'm alive. <laughs> the boys is back. Boys are back. Boys are back at Dynamite. Uh, Alternate covers. According to Newsarama.com, Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson's The Boys will return to print shortly, this time under the Dynamite imprint. So they're back. Good for Garth and Derek. They uh, they that didn't take very long. Are we gonna? You know what? You know I wonder though because issue what was it? Issue six or seven? Six is the last one. Mm -hmm. Six is the last one, but. Like seven and eight are still solicited from seven, seven through wild. ten. Seven through yeah. ten. Are well, yeah, I mean, but I'm the, sure they, that's they pulled the solicitors. Right. They're, they're pulling those. And yeah, the, I think it's so. What's going to happen? Like, are they going to be able to trade that though? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think DC I, will have that for, if they want. Or actually, no. that would be interesting. I would guess that that I, I think that DC really wants to wash their hands of this series. <laughs> so I think that, 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 that may be that may be the case. But when it comes to money. You know, well, I mean, they, they already out, printed it once. Yeah, but the they already printed it once. Why wouldn't they reprint it? But to if keep they can it, make in, but to keep it in print would be exactly what they don't want, yeah. which is to have superheroes depicted in this way. I, I read a quote from Garth saying, "Oh, I that read that too. It was hilarious." Well, on, uh, I, uh, Heidi McDonald's yes, the beat on the beat exactly. He, she and, talked to him and. Uh, Basically, he said something along the lines of, "Well, it's okay, you know, in, in a book like Preacher, where people can do horrible things, but if superheroes do it, it's not okay." Well, it's too know? close to their trademark characters yeah. well, that they make so much money off of putting uh, on underwear and stuff like that, and you don't want hamsters coming out of that said underwear. <laughs> and I guess that's the problem. I think it's going to be interesting too, because it's, uh, it's sort of a weird experiment and what difference it makes to go from the big two to an independent yeah, publisher. It's going to be a real neat case to study. see what what difference that really makes with pre-orders, because I think. People have their ideas of how that works, but this is really literally a test of yeah, what more that so, means. Yeah, more so than Fallen Angel was going from DC sure. to IDW. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know, I look at something like Wanted, where you know Mark Miller and, uh, and J.G. Jones are big names. And they were able to maintain, you know, around 40,000 yeah. you know, copies a month. And I know that was around the numbers for the boys. I think this is enough of a bad boy book that I think uh, I yeah, think the I numbers still, are going to follow. I, I don't think there's going to be much of a drop. Well, they're, they're, I don't know. I, I look at it both ways because then I look at books like you know Warren Ellis and Alan Moore stuff from Avatar that 
doesn't sell very well at all. You know, I mean, comparatively, I don't think those are doing thirty thousand. But, but they didn't bigger start. Names. But those books, those specific books, didn't start at at DC yeah. or Marvel. You, and I think there's a, I, think, I you, think there's a good bad boy story here. You'll get here a that lot will. more people. I think that the shops that are selling it might be seeing profit off of it already, so they might reach out and order it anyway. But if you're, I mean, it's it is really to me a really interesting case because yeah. you're really going to see what difference well, pre-orders make. Well, it's still yeah, but it's still only a case of how many books the shops are buying, not yeah. the people. But so I mean, I mean that'll be not, it'll still be interesting because people yeah. still have their preconceptions of what sh- how many shops really well, only here, get. What, how many people are gonna? How many shop owners are gonna overlook you it? You know what? Because it's it would, no longer. Yeah, it would I be mean, great if we had, if we had not, a shop know. owner here that we would ask Gee, him what who, he's gonna. I wonder what we have. If only we had. Come on one. over for a sec. Okay. What are you doing over there? <laughs> hey, sir. Come on, pony up. Um, the, bo- the boys up is going from Wildstorm to, to Dynamite. To dynamite. Right. How are you going to change your ordering on I'm, it? I'm going to go to the Dynamite section of the previews and order. Same amount Same as you would have before. You know, Probably a little more. Probably a little more. If the book's selling well. I, I've had to reorder the first six issues. I can't tell you how many times. Do you think there will be a difference for shops that don't order independent books at all? I think it's going to be a difference for small shops like down south and stuff right. that are... That yeah. are that didn't even know the book was was that risque to begin with. You know, the same ones right. that couldn't buy Squadron Supreme when it was Supreme Power. Right. Yeah. It's going to affect that them a could little bit. Make, but it, yeah, but that it could may, be an effect there. I mean, uh, you know... Are they ordering Garcia? Were they ordering for the bad thing? I'm well, that's sorry. that's it's what I think, more man. Pe- more people have probably heard about this series now than ever heard. Exactly. Of it Ooh, I want the dirty book and everything that DC dropped. And I mean, now but it's some of this like taboo book. But I think with comics, though, I think there's a weird thing too that. Bad press. Bad press isn't bad. You know, there's no such thing as bad press, but it's no such thing as bad press to what, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand people. <laughs> yeah. You know, like how many people really that's, follow the press? But that's what I mean. Anyway, you that's, know, like, that's what I mean. I think some people bought the book because it was a Garth Ennis book, and because like, oh, you're not going to believe what we're doing. That's, that's definitely what started. But I've, I've definitely people asking what's Yeah, you know, with read, a book like with a I book like that, that anyway, the, most of those sales are coming off of his name to begin with. So those same people are going to buy it regardless of if it comes out of Dynamite. But, but or, didn't, same thing at Chronicles of Wormwood. Didn't I mean, it sells on his name to a degree, and that if it's a good book, which it was. Didn't the authority go up? Didn't the authority trades with Ellison Miller go up after all the flack that DC yeah, kind of definitely sold more? I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like no, it, 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 was it was one thing while it was coming out, but then uh, DC says, "Oh, I don't want to be associated with this." Oh my goodness! Last temptation of Christ. Exactly, exactly. What? I think it's that kind of boomerang. What? But you know, I can totally see it uh, happening your way right. too. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I hope it does well. I hope it does better for him than it did before at DC. I hope. I hope it sells fifty thousand copies. Mark Evanier announced. Uh, that he'll be publishing a biography of comics legend Jack Kirby. Uh, he was a friend and former employee of Kirby who came to work for Jack at a very interesting time right after uh, Jack joined D.C. at the invitation of Carmine Infantino, who I believe you boys will be talking to yep. in New York. Amazingly enough. And uh, the book, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be two volumes. Uh, one volume will be kind of a coffee table book that's going to have a lot of Kirby art, rare, reproduced in color, much of it shot from the original artwork. And then also uh, there'll be uh, another volume that really will be more of a traditional 
uh, biography. It's called uh, Kirby King of Comics. It'll be released in October. And Evan here is a wonderful writer. He's yeah. a great storyteller. So I think it'll be interesting. With that having you know the the art and stuff that you haven't seen before, I'm assuming this is in conjunction with the Kirby Estate then. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, this whole thing. He, Mark was a really close friend of Roz and Jack's. And I'm sure that uh, Jack's daughter, who is kind of running things now as far as the Kirby estate, was more than happy to open up the coffers oh, okay. and then say, hey, you know. Well, I, I, what's cool, on, on, the, on the original art, uh, a lot of the, the black and white art, they're actually reproducing it in color. And they explained why that they wanted to show, like, all of the eraser marks and yeah. different, you know, uh, all the, the little notes and show as much detail. So the, the reproductions are going to be really cool. And, and they used to met DC especially, used to mess with Kirby all the time. I mean, guys like Murphy Anderson and yeah. Kurt Swan were called in to redraw Superman's face yes, because yeah. they felt Kirby didn't quite capture it. And so it, it'll be really interesting. Did you ever get that Jack Kirby collector that Tomorrow's always put out? No, I never did pick I've that up. I've seen a lot really of the, yeah. Interesting stuff in the there. The DC stuff is so weird because you you read a lot of the um, the Jimmy Olsen or the New Gods and stuff, and you can see panels where literally you read it and you're like, God, that doesn't look like Jack Kirby drew that face. You know, right. you see you, you <laughs> right. see this and then you're like, there's one panel of, of Superman where you're like, did he draw that? Because it, it doesn't was, look like it. And yeah. it was an interesting time for his art, too, because that's when he was experimenting. And he did a little bit in Fantastic Four, too, but using mixed media. Oh, using, yeah. yeah. Using real Jimmy photography. Ones, right. right. Are, yeah. You know, and yeah, you'll get like a picture of, of the moon and it'll be Apocalypse. It'll be depicted as yeah. Apocalypse in a, in a Jimmy Olsen comic. Yeah. Or that great great opening scene before you finally see Galactus in the Fantastic Four when you see this model spaceship opening up and it really is some model that, that Jack bought. So, uh, no, I look forward to this. And, I, and again, he's a, he's a perfect guy to chronicle Kirby's life. All right, guys, that will wrap up our news. Uh, hey, Tom, who yeah? watches the Cadiz? No one does. I wish someone would. <laughs> All right, then. That's, no one no, cares. Too bad. But more importantly... Can I read this just so... I don't seem like a dick for saying my name. <laughs> yeah, you're person. a person all the time. Yeah, uh, go ahead, man. All right, who watches the Caters? Uh, obviously a contest we've talked about before. Tom was drunk watching the Packers. He bought two absolute watchmen. And now you can win one of them. All you have to do is send in a paragraph explaining... Uh, a theme that relates in Watchmen to a book that's out today. Yeah. And uh, Tom will pick one randomly from those entries. He does have the ability to refuse them if he feels that you haven't put any effort into it. Yeah. But uh, I haven't had to do that yet. Everyone's put enough effort in. Well, that's there. good. That's good. And and if they're uh, really likable, uh, we'll probably read them on the show. You so got it. Uh, contest runs through February 20th. 20th? Uh, so sometime while we're in New York, we'll we'll decide Announce. over a beer um, who wins. <laughs> who wins it? You pull yeah. it out of there the you hat. You also, uh, you also get a uh, really? uh, Chris Somney sketch card of Rorschach. What did Mark just give us? Mark just gave us two uh, CGC-graded... New X-Men comics. Um, this is uh, 114 and 116, the, uh, quietly. the Quietly Morrison run of New X-Men. They're both graded at 9.6 uh, from CGC, and they're slabbed books that he's... Uh, He's given to us to. Uh, what are we gonna do with it? What do you want us to? You know do? what we? Uh, for, how about for hero? For hero, we'll we're do it for hero. Yeah, right, well, two more things at, added at to the, the hero. Con. So we'll have some CGC so books so for, uh, for hero. CGC Ooh, books to auction one. up. Nice. Uh, there you go. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Um, uh, shop around comics. Huh? Shop around comics. www.aroundcomics.com. You can uh, shop at our Amazon store. We have all sorts of stuff in there. You can shop at our Cafe Press shop if you want to buy around comic shirts or whatever. And uh, you can search for a Borders location near you on the site now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, is all there. So all check right. it out. And before our reviews, uh, the hotline. 1-888-65-GCAST. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. It will ask you for a PIN number and an ID number, and both of those are on the site. You can get them from and, and leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show uh, just like this one. I recently heard a news item on your show that God himself delayed issue number six of Civil War for the West Coast. Now with the news released that number seven will be delayed to February 21st, I decided to use your puny show as the vessel for this message. Civil War number seven was delayed due to a force more powerful than God. Doom! The current release date is a plot by Marvel to delay while they work on a way to break the news to all of comic fandom. Since the kidnapping of a book is the dishonorable act of occur, Doom instead traps the book using a pit covered in dollar bills and fill-in one-shots. The book is currently being held in a luxurious room inside Doom's spacious Latvarian castle. The book shall not be released until the following demands have been met. Number one. The final issue shall be changed to show that I, Doom, am the mastermind behind Civil War. Number two, that it is acknowledged that Doom has always been right about the fact that Reed Richards is a dick. Number three, Baron Zemo will apologize for that time when he fucked with my stereo during one of Doom's Latverian Harvest Festivals. It took me several hours to put that playlist together, and Doom doesn't care if Zemo doesn't want to hear that song by tattoo. That song is good. Number four, that all comic shops give a 50% discount on all books featuring me, Doom. That I be given an icon series called The Baby Doomers. It will be a series dealing with a baby boom age villain coming to grips with the changing world in his own family. It will feature a zany friends that are also experiencing the same problems. I realize it sounds like it should be about a childlike Doom, but I'd like my say on words. That is all. I expect an answer by February 21st. When I receive that answer, I will give the books to the only force I fear, Diamond Distributors. Sincerely, Doom. P.S. I enjoy your show, and I will be writing an iTunes review shortly. Very nice. It's, I, wow, Doom's a fan of us. I can't uh, wait. I can't, I can't to everyone <laughs> twice. I hope to be as cool as Andy Parks. That's what I was thinking. I, was say. I want to write a review as good as Andy Parks. Doom. 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 Well, I, I, you know, I, I like the baby Doomers. The baby Doomers. I'm looking forward to that. And it's uh, a CW show, isn't it? I think yeah, it is. Actually. It's going to be an icon book. Baby Doomers. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Doctor Doom. Doom seems to agree with uh, everyone else. Reed is a Vic. dick. Reed is a dick. Reed is a dick. No question. Vic no says question. Reed Doom is a would dick. have gotten Captain Marvel a better job than the warden of a prison. No shit. Even yeah, just as a, like an honorable, <laughs> what a fucking you know. dead end job that is, man. He is like the Maytag repairman of the Marvel universe. Oh now. yeah, Captain Marvel. Welcome back, Marvel. my friend. Would you like a I, job? I can't yeah. even. Here, you, you must guard these people that you used to fight and these people that used to be your friends. By the way, can't see your girlfriend. And yeah, those uh, negative that. bands, we're going to put them in the mason jar over there, okay? <laughs> the Why don't you ponder that for the next 14 do. pages and do nothing. Do. I love you, Paul Jenkins. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. We've, I mean uh, We have uh, one more uh, voicemail here. Hi, this is Jay. Uh, it's Hi-Saj, H-A-I-S-O-J, from the boards. Just want to call. I have just caught up to your 50th episode and wanted to congratulate you on your 50th episode so i am calling from the past 
the episode 51 was really good as well. Uh, hope I can catch up, hopefully in the next month or so. But I appreciate what you guys do, and uh, back to comics, thanks to you guys. Love, uh, well, what I'm really uh, loving right now is Fables, and getting caught up on that and all the trades on that, and starting to buy the single issues, but just throwing those into a box until I can catch up with the regular storyline. Um, Criminal, well, it was really good. And um, Ex Machina, that's another one that I, I'm really enjoying. Thank you, guys, and talk to you later. Bye. I would agree with both of those books, man. Always yeah. feel free to... Uh, Thank you, Jay. I, didn't someone just post on the forum that... or Someone wrote an iTunes review that said they just listened to episode 20. Yeah, he said he <laughs> started at the beginning. Yeah, and I was just like, holy shit, don't It's comic to- readers, dude. They gotta have it in continuity, <laughs> like, man. They can't you just know. begin with the last episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, gonna... you listened to that early crap and you hung in there? And you Thank still wow. gave us five stars. Hey, I gotta say something, though. Thank you uh, to, to him. And, and, you know, I'm not proud of much of my life, but... The fact that we actually like get people reading comics again—that's yeah, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. We've had we've had a, a handful of people tell us that, and that's that's really cool. Always so. feel free to skip ahead and just start yeah, you listening. don't have, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you can't skip. Of course, ahead, they're listening to that now. The, what's yeah. five months from now? And they're yeah. like, don't. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I could have skipped. Ahead. I could have skipped. Ahead. Yeah, because we've actually uh, talked about Jay a couple times. I think he was. <laughs> if you won't know yeah. for a year. For mo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. that's He'll good, Jay, oh, we'll see well, you in your about... future and our yes. past. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like leaving a time capsule. Yeah, yeah, we're, leaving a, we're leaving a little time. Wait for Doc uh, Brown uh, to jump out. We're leaving a little Don't time turn. turd trail to follow. <laughs> <laughs> That's my icon. I'm going to fart in a jar. Trade. He'll really appreciate this seven years from now. Around comics, the trail of turds. Welcome dun, dun. to Time Turd. <laughs> well, thank right, you to guys. Doom and uh, to... What's his name? Hand so J- 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 Jay. Let's call him Jay. J- J- yeah, we'll okay. And Doom. And Doom. And Doom. <laughs> I have a feeling he'll continue to call. Well, hey, he's Doom. more than welcome to anytime. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that means it is time for... Top of the stack. Top. Top of the stack. stack, stack, stack. That's right. It's Top of the Stack. Our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. Mr. Caters, you always start us off. What is your Top of the Stack? Uh, My Top of the Stack is uh, the most predictable pick I've probably ever made. And that is uh, Shazam! The Monster Society of Evil by Jeff Smith. Woo! Uh, You've only been talking about it for two weeks. This book... uh, Completely explains how doing Captain Marvel isn't that difficult, really. There's enough creepy stuff with Billy Batson being a homeless child that you don't need to hip it up. You know, you can make it... Let's not all bash on poor... Winnick? Winnick. I don't know. No, it's not Winnick. I think this... Because this book... It's a general DC philosophy. It's a general DC philosophy with Captain Marvel. Yeah, at that times. it doesn't that the quaint Fawcett way doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not it's not Judd Winnick. It's uh, it's a general feeling that Captain Marvel is simple or Shazam is simple, but not really. In what Jeff Smith does is he writes a really good story that takes he doesn't change that much, but he just shows it, and I think in a more modern way, and he highlights without trying things. to be like yeah. hip. Without and shows certain things like this is a homeless kid, and what would a homeless kid go through? And he goes through those things. And imagine what it would be like. It has all these elements of really great things too. It has the, uh, it's got like a buddy movie feeling to it too, because you have Captain Marvel interacting with Billy Batson. You have 
that sort of feeling to it. You have the fish out of water story. You have the underdog story. You have all these great stories. And that's what makes Shazam and Captain Marvel work throughout time is the fact that there's all these great stories that can be overlaid over this story and he has brought them all out in this first issue and the art is amazing the writing is concise it gets the story across you got crocodile monsters and (laughs) it's just it's a lot of fun and i I enjoyed it a lot i I really enjoyed it too i wasn't um i've always liked the character shazam captain marvel he's always been one of my favorites but very rarely have i ever have found good stories with him, you know, yeah. in modern times. Just in modern times. For some reason, he's a hard character, right, it seems. Um, with this one, I wasn't quite so sure. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I never read Bone. I don't, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect from Jeff Smith. I, you know, I've heard all sorts about him. I know of him and I know of his work, but I didn't know what to expect. What I liked about it probably the most was that it was uh, a good all-ages story. Any, any kid could read this book. Any adult could read this book and enjoy it the same. I mean, it wasn't... I when I was reading it, I'm like, wow, you know, it, it's it's sort of a simple story, but it's a good one, and it I think anybody could read it and really enjoy it, and it's not like it's dumbed down for kids or it's you know you you don't have to. Um, I I wasn't aware that it was a kid's story. You know what I mean? It wasn't like something in my face it was, about uh, it. It was it just was like a good, a... nice sort of simple simple story. It's like one of those kids movies that you watch that also works for adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's all kinds because there's the great scenes of like Captain Marvel likes hot dogs but he doesn't have money. Yeah. So yeah. Billy Batson has to buy him the hot dog and then he shows up and eats it. You which know, was like, quite the foresight. Yeah which, is, yeah. which is like the really funny sort of like cute stuff that I think sometimes where modern writers have had a problem with Captain Marvel is like picking out little funny things like that that seem silly but they're actually sort of an interesting way of looking at the character mm-hmm. and sort of a funny, like, heartfelt way to look at the character. Well, this was the first time that it seemed like someone wrote the character where they were two separate characters that didn't, you know, that... that they weren't aspects of the same person. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like Shazam had his own personality. He was an adult. Yep. He knew, you know, he had years of, yeah, of fighting like crime. Movie, and, yeah. yeah and, and then the kid was, you know, his own character. Billy sure. was his own character. And he, that that's, was really the first time I had seen that. And that's the original depiction that yeah. C.C. Beck and, and Otto Binder and, and those Fawcett guys were, were giving you back in the 40s. This was really the greatest story of that period. And it lasted for 25 issues back in the 40s, which is pretty unheard of back then, that there would be a continuing story. But it was presented in that cliffhanger serial uh, fashion mm-hmm. of, the of the movie serials and stuff. And, yeah, you had the Monster and Society of Evil. And I the idea that uh, everyone know, anyone who picks up this book probably will know what Mr. Mind is. And I love the fact that that last panel is such a joke on what you're going to find out who Mr. Mind is, you know. It's Not to ruin it for you, but I don't you know, want to Mr. say it. Mind, yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny, and that makes like if you know who Mister Mind is, you laugh at that last panel because you're like it's a play on your expectations mm-hmm. of what yeah, is going to happen. And and going back to your original point, DC really seems to have a problem presenting Marvel in this way, and it's so funny because. I give it up to guys like Jeff Johns, who who's done wonderful things and giving a good mo- modern spin on the the Captain Marvel family. But it's nice to see that Jeff Smith is able to knock it out yeah. of the park and with Talkie, the homeless guy, is definitely going to become a tiger. <laughs> He's going to become a tiger. So very cool. The other thing I don't want to overlook on it is is the very good storytelling in the sequential art 
uh, in this book. Yeah, there there's a lot really, of panels with no words. Yeah, but also very, very well done, and some great story elements, some great just art elements combined, and and it really, really was nice work. It's funny it. too. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a funny book. Well, Sal, what you got for us this week? Uh, I have uh, a book that's coming out. Uh, it won't be out till Wednesday. Want your preview? Yeah. Uh, Matt Fraction was nice enough to send me a preview of Casanova number seven. Ooh. This book was delayed originally uh, a couple of weeks, so it's coming out Wednesday. Um, I've talked about Casanova before. It's just a phenomenal book. I absolutely love. Trade every time. comes out in March. Trade comes out in March. Um, the the story. I'm not even gonna try and explain it to you because. <laughs> I can't, and even if I did, it wouldn't matter because you just have to read it three or four times before you'll really get it anyway. But beautiful uh, Gabriel Ba art again, um, and just good, fun action, hilarious moments in it, stuff that'll just twist your mind up. It's everything I could ask for for a buck ninety nine in a comic book. I mean, it's just so good. Uh, you know, pick it up Wednesday. Cast number number seven. I do want. I do have a couple of honorable mentions though Still that quick. I re- because quick before I, Tom comes back. I had a. Uh, I know Tom really liked All New Adam number eight with yeah, Mike Norton. Yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Way to go, Gail. Way to go. Uh, Detective Comics was pretty good. Um, fell, fell number seven. Yay. Warren Ellis Ben Temples with one of my favorite issues of the series. And I love this series. Depictions of a gunshot I've ever seen artistically. I, I just absolutely love the ending of this book and how. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but it was just a really great sort of twist um, on something very common. And much like Casanova, these guys are doing it in 16 16 pages. 16 pages. And it's a full read in 16 pages. No question. No question. These these books are some of the best value on the market. For a buck 99, you're getting better stories than than you see in 48-page books. I mean, they're just... Great Except stuff. And another book. Except for Tons. Well, two, two more. <laughs> two more. <laughs> just honorable, honorable mention. Uh, New Universal number three. I wasn't really thrilled with the first two issues of this book. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the third one really got me, and now I'm going to read the rest of it. All right, great. Uh, and Welcome to Tranquility number three again. Gail Simone is just kicking ass with this book. It's I a fun love story. this book. You took all so my much. honorable mentions. I'm sorry, but they were all. I was going to add Adam Fell. Adam Fell. I'm sorry, I got one more. Oh, God. Scalped, number two. Oh, yeah. Good Can't story. Phenomenal. I think phenomenal. All, we're setting a precedent where my pick of the week has, like, real value because I don't have <laughs> honorable mentions. I have, well, mine's a. You have plenty of honorable mentions. You I just, just didn't let want you to guys mention handle, them. Yeah, I just you let got you guys it. do them. But those, I think, I think, Sal, those are all books that, that we love, and we definitely want to remind people when they come out. Yeah, I, 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 every once in a while, it's like I'll have a week where everything I read was oh, just so yeah. good, and that was sort of the, what this last week yeah, was. Everything I read, awesome I really, stuff. I almost I really did Midnight or Number Four. Yeah, Midnight or Number yeah, Four yeah. was another good one. There was some great stuff in that book, but yeah. the Adam was twisted up this week. There, really neat story. There was just a lot. The Hulk of had some books. awesome brood on insect sex. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was. It, it was almost like uh, pieces from mom and its weirdness wow. that made me feel creepy. All right, guys, my top of the stack. Um, fans of the book series will know this line: "The Man in Black fled across the desert." And the gunslinger followed. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Well, oh. no, but I'm sure there's some inspiration there. Uh, Stephen King fans will, of course, Dynamite. know that is the opening <laughs> line out of The Gunslinger, the first uh, book in the Dark Tower series, which is Stephen the King's. The Gunslinger Born, mod- correct? Well, that, that line was the first line 
in the Gunslinger, the actual novel, and oh, it's, it's very it's very nice that they that they use that line well, they read um, in the uh, in the comic, which uh, as you oh, said I'm, I'm is sorry. the Gunslinger born. And, no problem. This is uh, this is a roughly a comic. Eh, I don't want to say roughly. This one's pretty pretty close to being an adaptation of the fourth novel in the Gunslinger or yeah in the Dark Tower series. Sectology or <laughs> it was, was there seven. It wasn't of them? a trilogy. There were seven. Um, this of them. is um, so for fans. For, first of all, if, if you if you if you were a fan of the Dark Tower series, you will really enjoy this if you never read the dark tower series you can jump in and it's a very entertaining read but uh, the events of this take uh, place during the fourth novel which was wizard and glass which was my favorite book out of the series would you have come out on tuesday night at midnight to buy it no because i came here on wednesday and got it Um, (laughs) just curious and uh, eight hours later, there was a, a really uh, a really nice uh, Mar- with Marvel Spotlight had some interviews with Stephen King and Robin Firth and Peter David and Jay Lee, every, everyone that was really involved with it. And I think there's been a lot of care taken into the adaption of this. I mean, this is Stephen King cares about this series a lot. What so. is Firth's background? She and hopefully I'm not misquoting here. Sal can probably help me out. She's she, basically Stephen King's assistant. She was his assistant on uh, a couple of books of his. Uh, I, I don't know which ones at Se- first. And then several the of the Dark last Tower. of the Dark Tower stuff. Well, yeah, the, when the Dark Tower came up, she really became hands on okay. with it. And she also wrote a few um, the annotated, uh, annotated books about, about the, the Dark, okay. Dark Tower. So she's a Dark Tower. She's worked extremely closely with Stephen King. She may know as life. much about the Dark Tower as Stephen she, King that's does. That's cool. Yeah. Peter David's always a wonderful adapter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy that you can put any licensed property in his hands, and you're going to get a story that that much, very much fits in the universe that Which the story inhabits. No, it is. I felt, you know, I actually had to remind myself at the end that this wasn't written by Stephen King. The dialogue is spot on with um, with how the dialogue was in the in the book series. Uh, so yeah, Peter David is is. Uh, I had to remind myself it wasn't Stephen King writing it. Beautiful Jay Lee art. Jay Lee is. I'm really starting to like this guy's stuff. If you uh, are familiar with his uh, miniseries he did with Grant Morrison, uh, Fantastic Four, one, two, three, four. Paul Jenkins, The Inhumans. The Inhumans yeah, was phenomenal. Yep. Uh, so the Sentry. Yeah. Yeah. Great arc with uh, in Captain America that uh, yeah. Chuck yeah. Austin had to finish yeah. because John Ray Nyber was uh, released. Um, yeah, Jay, Jay Lee's stuff is, and it, but this is actually a little different than mm-hmm. some of his stuff before. It's uh, this may be my favorite stuff I've seen from Jay Lee. It, it's really nice. And uh, actually, I noticed uh, uh, to deviate here for a second, I noticed that Marvel is doing these uh, uh, series based on great literary works, and there's an ad in here for uh, Marvel Illustrated Last of the Mohicans by Roy Thomas. Cool. Yeah, which I, I thought was kind of cool. So. <laughs> it's gonna fe- it's gonna feature uh, Captain America. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna have Scalp Hunter, yeah. the yeah, DC Scalp character. Hunter's so uh, yeah. so anyway, I, I don't know uh, if you're looking for stories in between the stories of the Dark Tower. I don't know if there's much here. It, it seems like it was taken straight from the book series. This first issue was. This is number one of of seven. It does have kind of a, a meaty price tag to it. It's a uh, three ninety nine, so it's a buck more than you're used to. But I think that's because so many people involved in it. But uh, uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. So. I have to say, I. I Used to be a big Stephen King fan, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I read I don't know a couple dozen of his books, and really huge fan of his. When the Dark Tower stuff first came out, I, I think I read the first couple, and then I kind of started to grow out of Stephen King's work. 
Um, yeah. Still liked it, but I just wasn't really you know that big a fan of it or anymore. I didn't really pick up a lot of his later stuff. I didn't want to like this book. I, I didn't want to care about it. I didn't want to buy another book. I, I just didn't want to. But it was it was good. I, I did like it a lot, and and uh, so bless it, you. It, check it out, Mr. Santrius. Um, I was very pleased with uh, Action Comics Annual uh, number ten. Uh, it's a 48-page giant. It is totally, if you've seen the cover, one of the covers, uh, the newsstand cover, yeah. it's totally done up in the old checkerboard DC yeah. thing. And this is really a throwback to the 80-page giants. And I have to say, for a book that has almost uh, half of what you'd normally get for a quarter back in 1968, yeah. they did a great job of writing great, concise stories that not only featured some amazing artists, people like Art Adams, Eric White, Joe Kubert, yeah. the man. One of my favorite. You know, great Bizarro the, story. The, the kids are great, Adam and Andy, but for me, it's always Joe Kubert, and it, it's an outstanding Bizarro story. Uh, Rags Morales did a story. Gary Frank did one. Phil Jimenez and Tony Daniel, the other artists on there. But the great thing is, these are teases to, I think, a bunch of future storylines that you're going to see in action that Jeff Johnson and Richard Donner are preparing. And also, a great way of filling in continuity, not only uh, in traditional stories like the reappearance of Monel in uh, Clark's life as a kid and a wonderful story that kind of retells it and does a little bit of a continuity fix to kind of put a modern spin and and maybe explains a lot of Monell's motivations in Mark Wade's book in The Legion but also um, a great interlude that you get that kind of fills in the gaps of the Superman films because you understand how the three Kryptonians will wind up in the Phantom Zone you get a little more background on their issues and why their hatred of Jor-El yeah. is, is there. And also an explanation of things like Nan, the, the silent Kryptonian, you suddenly find out was a was an old confidant of Jor-El's and a good friend, and some bizarre a- accident happened that gave him kind of a lobotomy, and that's why he's a mute. So there's kind of this tragic story of Nan, the, the, the one, you know, the, the goofy what, what works third with those, of the of What works with those so much, though, is that for me... Uh, the Phantom Zone criminals were really never that important to me because it never felt like they, they had anything. Out. They never had anything really that mattered to me about them. But what this book does, that that very short story, that's probably like eight pages long. What it does is it gives them a motivation for why I should care yep. about why they come back. Because yep. they are part of Jor-El's legacy. They yep. aren't enemies of Jor-El. They were people that agreed with him right and and they paid the price and now it makes sense on why why they hate the family yeah why you know i'm just glad i'm just glad to see that it seems you know like marvel and dc are finally back to putting out like giant size annuals and, and annual books that that matter good. yeah, yeah that, that matter that have they something have that you know, really you know what i mean it, for years and, and years and years you got just crap well or the secret files were always so disappointing <clears throat> because yeah. they were really more Texts rather than really stories. There's nothing but fucking it, secret about it. The funny thing is, like, <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing though, is shit you already even, knew. Even something like the secrets of the oh, fortress that of solitude. Was awesome, yeah. There's tons of ideas for stories that are kind of planted in this and as well. And you can well. see the statues and the. I don't want to ruin it, but the right. There's an acknowledgement of the legion. Well, I'll say it. There's an yeah. acknowledgement of the legion of superheroes in the fortress. Well, obviously they are going to play a role in in upcoming Superman, and it looks like continuity's going to kind of. Put Superman back in the Legion story as it should be, because to me that was always one of the big gaping holes 
of, mm. of the Legion since they retconned Superboy out of it. But you have all the cool stuff like the, the different types of kryptonite, yep. and you have all these things, and it's just, it was a really fun book. Culminating, really fun. Tom which John I are getting really excited, aren't I they? I know, Tom, <laughs> Tom and John are having like a stroke. Yeah, well, that's the thing, the DC boys. Culminating Superman. in the final, the final the DC page boys, yeah. of, of what's coming with uh, with Lex and, and his great new plan against Superman. A new revenge I, I won't, I won't, yeah, I won't even explain what, what you see on that final page, but it's a wonderful shot, and, and it is uh, something that Jeff Johns has been able to achieve, I think, in not only this book, but also in Justice Society as well. Teases of a lot of future storylines that I think a lot of old-time DC fans are going to be very excited about. John, I did, you know, talking about Superman, I did I did want to say I wanted to apologize for an earlier comment of mine about there should only be, you know, one Superman book and there's too many. I started reading the uh, the, the, the Busiek uh, good story. Yeah, it's it's really good. That's <laughs> it's, so, it's so nice to see. And the art, uh, the I can't think of who's doing the art on that. Uh, oh, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love it. Pacheco? I have, uh, is it Pacheco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pacheco, right? Really good stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I so I recant my statement about that. It, and it, that's it, what I mean, man. I mean, story. it's no. That's the one thing you have to say that DC has been doing right is that they've put the uh, the icons in the right hands of, of people that care about the characters and are delivering. Even Heinberg is and the Dotsons as late as they are on Wonder Woman. It's still a great story. That when it's done, it will be it's amazing. Good. Yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, um, Flash. Coming up, Good. Real, yeah. Yep. Well, so, we'll talk uh, to him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Listen in, uh, not this Thursday, but the next Thursday we'll be talking with Mark. I'm gonna Guggenheim. talk to him about the trial of Barry Allen for 45. Minutes. <laughs> 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 he he mentioned that in his comic oh, book cool. resources column, so I'm just gonna talk to him about. I don't think we're gonna really? even show up. It's just gonna be <laughs> Tom talking to him be, about the we'll Flash. Talk about Wolverine. You guys and then talk for about five Blade minutes, and, and then, then bam. Get up and leave. I'll and talk, yeah. talk about, about Stacy Conwell. Where did she go? Where did <laughs> that girl that girl. lived with her? The Alex. She, this will be the most involved Tom's when, uh, interview. When everyone thought Yorick, the guy who was the tortured <laughs> prison criminal, killed Iris Allen, and Stacy was the only one that could feel his emotions. Click. Uh, <laughs> where did she go? She just disappeared. <laughs> Mark, can you answer that? Who yes. can I have an eye on the uh, only people that understand that? But we do. That's the sad thing. No, Jeff Johns is slapping Jeff his knows. forehead yeah, right Jeff now knows. because he's That's like, true. I should have brought her back. That's a good point. <laughs> we want an APB on Tracy, please. Oh, gosh. All right, guys. You guys are nerds, man. <laughs> That's going to That's gonna wrap up our top of the stack. Uh, good stuff from everyone this week. Uh, really strong, strong week at the shop. Yes. Um, all right. I uh, want to remind everyone uh, to help us spread the around comment love. There's a few different ways you can do that. Take us up on our listener LCS challenge. We've told you all about that in the past, so please check that out at the, at the homepage. You can become our virtual friend at Comic Space. That's ComicSpace.com. Almost. Like being a real <laughs> Almost. Uh, we do have some real friends at Comic Space. Um, I'm your guy's friend at Comic Space. See? You know? That's uh, uh, ComicSpace.com slash around comics. You can give us a dig at dig.com and you can do uh, my personal favorite. You can be as cool as Doom and... Uh, <laughs> Leave us an Jesus iTunes music do. review. Who's um, <laughs> uh, Sal, we uh, we got some frappers this week. We did. Uh, we had the almighty D&B from Simrisham, Sweden. He said thanks, and I wanted to say to him, nice blonde hawk. Nice way to rock the mohawk, my friend. Cool. Um, <laughs> we had Recluse357 from Adelaide, Australia. Yeah. Uh, he said, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. I don't know. I, don't I know. question I, what it is that he ate. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm another Australian, though. Another we're huge Australian? in Australia. We're taking we're over good. Australia. We have at least 15 people in Australia that listen to us. Matt, at least 15. How many people live there? Like 20? <laughs> I think, yeah. Nice. 30? 25 30? tops. Uh, uh, Matt Saladis from New Hyde Park, New York. He said, I demand more Penguin characters in comics. And you shall get it. Well, if you listen to uh, Stephanie Mangold's uh, manga report, report on you Thursday? will hear about a, on Thursday, you will hear about a Penguin book. So there's, a, uh, there's, so a penguin, there's a Penguin tentacle fucking book. Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I was thinking <laughs> of the uh, song by... Uh, Ugly, ugly country guy that uh, used to be married to uh, Julia Roberts. Uh, Hewitt, Hewitt, hey, don't Hewitt, talk about Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lyle Lovett. Lovett. I love Lyle Lovett. He's a great man, but Penguin is, is so ugly. sensitive. Yeah. He's not attractive. It's an inner beauty with Lyle. He's the man. It's a what? It's an inner beauty with Lyle. He's a great man. All right, could you be a little... <laughs> He's cool. He's cool. I got to meet him at XRC. I love Jesus. Lyle Lovett. It's awesome. Uh, awesome. awesome. So anyway, if you want to find out the newest about Lyle Lovett... You should never say you love a country and western... Well, he's, he's the exception. Yeah, you know, yeah. The country group they shun him, which is yeah. ridiculous. But he's awesome. Well, no, it's just you shouldn't. He's say, almost I love. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. a, he's like a fourteen-year-old girl. I love. I love it. it don't say 14. that. You're a grown man. <laughs> I love Damn. If you guys want to find out the newest about Lyle Lovett's touring info, check out AroundComics.com. Chris has a whole It's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, yeah, and Lyle Lovett opinions. While you're there, please take a minute to Lyle fill out Lovett our Lyle opinion. Lovett listener survey. Let us know who Lyle Lovett fans are and who we're talking to and how we can make Around Comics a better show for about Lyle, Lyle Lovett, Lovett fans. <laughs> We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. No you can find a more great podcast at comicspodcast.com. That's you, Tom. <laughs> Just so everyone is aware, we post next week's topics on Tuesdays at our form at aroundcomics.com. Later this week, we'll be talking with talented newcomer and writer of The Damned, Colin Bunn. Next week, get ready to hear from the man who made Wolverine fun again and is now taking over The Flash and hope you bra- bringing back Stacey Conwell. Mark Guggenheim. <laughs> and thank you, Borders. Borders is your source for the best original graphic novels, manga, deluxe hardcovers, and trade paperback collections. Not only will you find exactly what you are looking for, but you'll discover unexpected new authors and series. While you're at Borders, don't forget to check out their huge selection of music, movies, and magazines. Borders isn't just a bookstore. It has everything you need for your comics culture lifestyle. Now you can save on your favorite graphic novels, manga, and more. Google Borders for a valuable coupon, and always remember to check Borders first. To find a store near you, go to www.borderstores.com. Or check out the store locator at our site. Or shoot your Borders flare into the uh, sky. Lyle Lovett loves Borders. Borders. (laughs) Loves Borders. Go to LyleLovett.com. Oh, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. (laughs) Sal, Tom, as always. John, it's great to have you on another Monday episode. Uh, Thanks for the the voicemails from uh, Doom and Jay. Really appreciate it. Doom and Doom. Doom and Jay. That's a CW show. That's absolutely a CW show. It's Doom and Jay, man. Oh, uh, everybody, uh, come back on Thursday. We have a, a, Jay, a nice, uh, a nice little my... talk with. Uh, we come back. <laughs> we have a nice little talk with Colin Bunn, the uh, author of The Damned, and uh, we go over a bunch of other stuff. Oh. In the meantime, in we'll time. be <laughs> everywhere in and around comics. If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, Email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. 
Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same. Bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Yeah.